Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the Sage Sayers. I'm your show host, DG McCullough, Debbie Gardner McCullough. I'm a communications coach, a mental fitness coach, and a narrative coach from New Zealand based in the fine state of Wisconsin. In each episode of the Sage Sayers podcast, we unpack communication tips and strategies, especially for business communicators, and we look for stories from individuals from all over the globe who found the gift, the opportunity, and hopefully some knowledge too from life's inevitable challenges. In this week's podcast, I'm unpacking some of the wonderful strategies that I've co-built, co-created with dear coaches based all over the world on the most looming business communication challenges. I've gathered some themes and patterns that I've noticed from these sessions and the recurring learning that we collectively took from it. This becomes a series from my coaching practice that I share with you in hopes that you'll pass it on to somebody else who needs the help. Challenge number one, how do I share successes and in a way without sucking up? This is a big ask that comes to me, especially from those in these high-performance cutthroat organizations where everything's based on a review. Leaders who are experiencing this kind of culture hear from their managers that they must show their follow-through if they want to get promoted or if they want their program to get lifted off the ground. But how do we alert those who aren't within our exact team or within our silo of the completed successful work? And then how do we do it in non-showy ways? Here are some ideas that we've co-created. It really starts with a mental shift. You need to permit yourself to get off your out of your mind and into your body and realize that perhaps what you're thinking is fear of showing your work, is more so excitement. So do a bit of a a mental inventory and ask yourself, what am I really feeling here? You might find that there's quite a powerful shift just from the step, but then you also need to challenge any fixed negative mindset about sharing your work or sharing your successes. For instance, your mindset might have come from something you adopted as a child, living in, if you're a woman, living in a patriarchal uh, household, or perhaps like me, you lived in a country, your motherland was a country where it wasn't really culturally appropriate to talk about work at all. Whatever it is, get curious about how you're really feeling about sharing your work, and then gently challenge any mindsets that you've acquired along the way. Another step, think what's in it for the audience and why they care. How can your work help them professionally or personally? This idea also helps you challenge any fears of seeming self-serving or overly promotional. If you're sharing your work in a way that is really productive, it could actually be a huge benefit to your audience. And then there's the piece around getting creative around how you share the success Maybe you send a thank you note or buy a gift card and include an update on the work. Or perhaps your completed work becomes a really helpful resource that can help this leader's team as well. Or you might sort of add it into a meeting where it's multiple teams coming together as a small FYI kind of update. And that last part, the FYI piece, ties to some best practices as you share. 
those who share well or I gain good feedback from on when they have shared their work find that just short, concise, authentic language works really well. And sometimes it's playful or fun or more memorable to share something visible. Like, for instance, if you're completed work yielded a press release or some media coverage, share that coverage with your audience. Or perhaps there's a triumphant photo of you and your team out in the field that really encapsulates the feeling behind the success. Whatever it is, send something and be strategic with that subject line as well. A potential Project X launch today. M dash, thanks to you, exclamation mark. Here's my next question that came up a lot in the last few weeks, especially, and especially when leaders were transitioning back to the workplace after having worked at home. How do I draw boundaries both at work and at home? First step really becomes thinking about what's getting in my way in the first place of establishing these boundaries. What's my underlying fear? Why do I struggle in this area? Sometimes the fear is disappointing others or losing favor. Of course, there's dark reasons why we might struggle with boundaries. And if that's the case, then work with your therapist to try to find therapy and counseling and also with your coach, understand what is getting in the way of me establishing the boundaries I must to succeed. You also might want to challenge your judge's lies on boundaries. One leader I've partnered with found that her struggles with boundary setting really came from, as a girl, working with a narcissistic family and noticing that she only could keep their favor if she stayed agreeable. And naturally, this was a mindset that she absorbed and carried through with her to adulthood. You just want to gently challenge this notion with phrases like, that's not true because, that's not true because, And then take baby steps often by gently pushing back in low-stakes scenarios. One coachee found just practicing and building the muscle of sending back food at a restaurant when she went out with her family, food that was really no good and nothing like the menu advertised, became a really great practicing ground for her to establish boundaries in bigger, bolder ways. Again, with boundary setting, you want to keep it short, simple, powerful, And perhaps tie your responses to values. For instance, thanks so much. I'd love to attend on Sunday, but that's my family self-care day. I place a premium value around restoration. Here's another big question that came up this week. How do I interrupt without seeming bossy or rude? There's something interesting happening out in the field, and I suspect it ties to so many of us working from home sometimes in isolation, and then getting back together with our teams. I'm hearing for the field from the field that even leaders and especially incoming employees who are, came into the company perhaps before COVID-19 and then worked from home exclusively for the organization and then finally got to come on site have been lonely. These people have been lonely. And then when they come into a meeting, they overly share. Whatever the reason for the person who is becoming the soliloquist, there's different ways you can gently interrupt. You might listen for a small pause and then ask, may I gently interrupt your lovely sharing to address our agenda? Does this become a good time? Time also becomes an angle. Remind them of the time constraint or the hard stop ahead and then perhaps try combining the two. For instance, in the spirit of brevity or given a hard stop at 
X time, may I gently interrupt to get us to X. Final tip, you can pick up their language and braid it in. For example, speaking of X, that's a great segue to X, our core topic today. Does now become a good time to start? Final piece, you can employ some coaching strategies because coaches have to interrupt sometimes in service of our audience. You might try things that sound kind, spacious, and audience-centered, but you could also notice what's going on and comment on it. For instance, I see you light up when you're talking about X. How does X connect with Y, if at all? Or, I hear a lot on X, but you declared Y as your topic. Does X become where you really want to explore today? Or does X become the true topic here? If so, let's go. Another approach, we're approaching time, but I'd love to hear a really high level what's coming clearer to you, if anything at all. And with that, you have insights into ways to interrupt in service of our audience, share our successes, and draw boundaries with those getting in our way. I hope this sharing spark something small or even something big within. Have fun communicating this week and please share this podcast and the article I produced on Medium this week with someone who you think might need some of this help. You've been listening to DG McCullough calling in today from crisp and frosty Wisconsin. Thanks for listening and I can't wait to speak with you again soon. Bye-bye for now.